It's a drive-by fruiting. All right. I was having some tech issues, kind of. But I think it appears to be figured out. Welcome to... What 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 are you doing here? What, why are you listening to this? Don't you have something better to do with your life? I tried to quit last week. Um, but, uh, you know, I miss you. Let's be honest. The algorithm is uh, not doing me any favors. So if you're watching my videos and stuff, I really appreciate it. Uh, it means you want to. It wasn't an accident. It didn't show up in your feed, and you're like, I forgot about this guy, you know? You are like the only Andrew Rivers fan, so I appreciate that. I worry about you, but I appreciate it. Um, I have a mailing list on my website by zip code that helps plan tour dates. It's cool if you sign up. You can subscribe on YouTube for members-only content for $5 per month. There are full shows, there are unreleased videos, there are some videos that will never be released. And um, uh, I have a comedy specials you should check out. It's all better decisions than listening to this podcast. And go to therapy. I don't know you, but I, I bet you need it. I skipped a week of writing because I was focused on writing my book. I know what you're thinking. Wow, we can get this level of comedy, but for money? Like, we, we have to pay for it? Sign me up. Well, first of all, inner monologue, screw you. <laughs> That's the kind of thinking that made me not write the book for 15 years in the first place. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to read it, Send me an email. I I will take red pen. Um, but uh, <clears throat> I tried to write comedy a couple times, but I was feeling tapped out. I got nothing. I got no notes to go through. I got no uh, old ideas. It just was drawing a blank. I, and I have nothing, you know, on weeks that I'm not doing comedy, my life is not that exciting to talk, talk about. I... Uh, I'm just like, hey, traffic seems crazy. And you ever notice how money just disappears quickly? I think I thought I would have, um, this was going to be the year where I was like, no, no more excuses, no more traveling. I'm going to settle down. I'm going to meet a lady. But, uh, you know, either they're crazy or I'm crazy or everyone's crazy. I just haven't matched my crazy. Um, you know, no one wants to... I can't, I hate, like, not being famous, because I'm like, my old joke explains everything perfectly, where they're like, modern consent is where yours is enthusiastic about having sex with them as they are with you, and I'm like, I don't think I've ever had consentful sex, but it's like, who, who wants to meet halfway? Every girl's like, mm, <laughs> go 80%, and then I'll think about it, and you're like, well, this doesn't feel fun, I'm chasing you around, I'm begging for your attention, you should be thrilled to hang out with me. Like, and not, like, you shouldn't. I mean, you should try for better. But if you're stuck with me, 
you know, like, let's just appreciate the situation that we're in together. But it, that's just maybe the world works that way. And I'm a prude. And I'm like, no, I'm staying put. My dad keeps telling me, like, oh, there's this uh, Cairo job. They, would, they, they seem like they would love to hire you. I could uh, Hunter Biden your way in there. I could help you out. I could, you know. They, I told them no. I told them you're doing your thing and you're probably not that interested because you blew me off last time I brought it up. And I'm like, no. Oh, I just said that, tell them to call me. Like, I, am I supposed to call them and beg for a job that I know nothing? Like, it's like, a, it, to me, it feels like they were just having lunch with my dad and they were like, hey, what about your boy, uh... Maybe he should come on and audition for us sometime. And he's like, hey, I'll uh, pass it along. And then I'm supposed to like go, well, give me his phone number. I want to be on daytime radio. (laughs) You know the thing that's dying? Let me get two of the lowest paying professions of all time. Shout out to Corey. Teacher and comedy. Uh, Yeah, I'm like... And he's like, well, that's not how it works. You got to show interest. And I'm like, well, I don't think that they're actually interested in me. It sounds like they have an opening for a job they can squeeze me into, but it should be the right fit, right? If you're going to be an entertainer, it should be, uh, you know, it should be like, we think you're the guy that can kick ass in this. We want you. We don't want you to change who you are. We don't want you to be a different just you're the guy <laughs> you know to me that's like uh i don't know it just doesn't feel real it's like all right i don't know anything about like i'm supposed to fall in love with it's like being set up for a marriage over here they're like we <laughs> we found someone who we can trade a few goats for and you're like well is he handsome? Is he rich? What's going on? They're like, why aren't you excited? Shouldn't you just be guffawing over somebody? And I'm like, this is about the goats. It's not really about me, you know? I I keep trying to talk to my dad. I'm like, do they want me to come in five days a week? Do they want me to, what does it pay? What is, you know, like, am I going to trade in my $100,000 granted, you know? The if I can just show up and make fifty, right? That's my rule. I'll tell you about this gig I did, but it's like when someone wants to hire me for a gig, I'm like, I know how to sell my own tickets, so just let me do that, and then I can make fifteen hundred dollars or whatever. And if they go, hey, we just want you to show up and tell, we don't even have to do, we just we're just paying you. You don't have to post about it. You don't have to whatever. It will be nice, probably expectation but if they just go hey you show up i go hey 750 that's fine the goal is a thousand the goal every time i leave the house a thousand dollars but if they go hey it's just a hour drive and you come hang out tell some jokes 750 this guy goes easy so that's what i think about the radio i'm like look if i can make a hundred grand working my ass off fine but if they're going to pay me 50 grand to just just be home, you know, 
I'll take that. Plus, I can do the stand-up on the side. I mean, I really am only working Fridays and Saturdays for the most part. You know, Wednesday I pop out to the open mic. I go, you know, I got my spots. But, um, you know, what do we, you know, give me some, could tell the guy to call me. Like, why can't we just, uh, well, it sounds like you don't really want it. I guess. <laughs> um, mm, I've been trying to lower my marijuana intake. I think I've done a couple jokes about that every show here. That's the thing is it's like I'm, I'm building this special too and I'm like, do I want 17 minutes of marijuana jokes? Like I can write them and they'll all work to varying degrees. I can write around it. I can, but then you're like, all right. This happens a lot with like dating jokes. It's like I'll write 10 minutes of dating jokes because that's the thing I am the worst at. And then... And uh, and women are wonderful, interesting creatures. And so I just, you know, write a lot of... I write fake... You know, I write things I f about fantasies about dating people that I don't even want to date. I just go, hey, this is uh, this will entertain me for a month and I'll just write in this direction, you know. I don't think Usher believes every song he puts out. I think some songs he's like, I bet this will sell a million records. Like, did he actually cheat on his girlfriend, or was he just like, these are my confessions. I didn't even write this song. <laughs> That's the thing. The pop artists are like, they're not even writing their own shit. Justin Bieber, right? Uh, my Mom Hates You, whatever that song is. She loves everyone, and she thinks you're a cunt. It's the remix. That's every... That's Justin Bieber's, like, biggest hit, you know, uh, at least in my ex uh, knowledge of his existence or whatever. But that was written by Ed Sheeran. So who's this? So, like, anyway. So the point is, I just write a lot about a lot of things, you know? The marijuana jokes are all true. The dating jokes aren't necessarily one-to-one. -one. The weed jokes are, are uh, uh, the realist. But anyway... But then you're like, I'm like doing a show and then someone will make fun of me, you know. They'll like, where was I at? I was opening for my friend and then she went on stage and she's like, <laughs> I figure, you know, it's like the, it's like the most subtle thing. It's only like a comic to comic. She wouldn't remember she did it. The audience didn't think anything of it, but she's like, Andrew's up here going, some, how do I get some pussy somewhere? Or, what, you know, whatever version of... Basically, like, here's a better example that I can remember. When I was younger, and <laughs> not much has changed, I was on stage doing a bunch of dating jokes, and I had a good set or whatever, but then I got off stage, and the guy next to me was like, somebody, fuck that guy, please. And, uh, and the audience laughed, and then I realized, like, oh, shit, that's how it kind of sounds. The audience doesn't know it in the moment, but they're, but when he points it out, they go, yeah, that guy's real desperate. And um, so she made the same kind of comment, like, oh, this guy can't for the life of him. He can't even fake it for two months. <laughs> just to get a He could dump her after. He could just be like, you know what? 
that the cards, my spiritual advisors, whatever. But um, but anyway, I've been trying to uh, not smoke as much, and I switched from uh, <laughs> that was a weird detour. I switched from full gram pre-roll joints to half gram but i think they're like twice as strong because i'm still it still feels like enough but there is a mind game in my head where i'm like well technically if i start a second joint today it's not cheating because this is how much i normally take but i'm like no the whole point of switching to half size joints was to not do all that but then you're like but i like doing it <laughs> I think I had a brand of weed that was perfect. It was the perfect strain. It was the perfect size. It was a flavor. And then they disappeared from the shop that I go to. And I knew it was going to happen. I, cause some, cause once in a while I would go in there and they wouldn't have it. And I'd be like, fuck, is this forever? And then when they came back, I'd be like, buy five backs in a row. And, um, Five packs at a time. And I remember when they... My dad freaked out when they discontinued his favorite zesty Italian salad dressing. And he bought like five boxes at Costco. He was like, I heard they're, run, they're discontinued. So I, uh, you know, when you, when you like a thing, it's hard to give it up. But so I have to pick out a different one every time, kind of. And they're not, you know, I haven't found anything that really... Whatever, but I, I'm just Googling stuff in the back of the store. I don't know what the word... Ooh, this one makes it creative. Well, obviously, whoever named it wasn't smoking it because it's called Beefcake or whatever. But anyway, that, it makes sense. I couldn't write any jokes last week. I wasn't smoking, and I wasn't going to... I was going to bed at midnight. Like, I was trying to... I was like, let me try out this regular lifestyle and it's just doing the same things but at different times you just get up at eight and start working instead of getting up at noon and start working but i had a dream i was recording a podcast and i stopped in the middle and i was like this is not funny and uh i hate when the <laughs> when the dreams become reality i don't have a lot of dreams i dream about you every night but i don't have a lot of dreams about like I don't dream about the stage. I'm never on stage in my underwear. I'm never having a bad show. I'm never. I'm never like having dreams that I'm getting flashed or like. I don't know what the. <laughs> I never have dreams where I sell ten thousand dollars of merch. But even in my wildest dreams, I'm still just a road comic. I, <clears throat> I used to have lots of dreams about like uh, showing up to band class and being really good at saxophone. And then the teacher would be like, wow, I was wrong about you. And that's about as far as it goes. I'm not like a, I don't have a lot of dreams, period. I'm not an active, uh, but let's get on with the story time because I am burying the lead and I would like to bury any evidence that this show last night existed except for <laughs> this secret podcast, you know? I bombed pretty bad. It was like a 3 out of 10 laughter night, and that might be generous, you know? For every 10 that I think deserve a laugh, it was like only a few actually hit. But here's the thing. It was the most comfortable bomb I've ever had. I didn't look at my notes. I didn't try to, like, insult the audience. I didn't 
go in. I didn't riff a bunch. I just was like, I didn't blame. The, I have a. I didn't even have like a sweaty back. You know, people always ask you like, what's the worst you ever bombed? Typical fear monging liberal media. They want to scare people away from doing comedy, and they should. Don't do comedy. It's not great. Go love your family. My friend was complaining. His girlfriend was mad because he's gone every night. And then I tried to give him a night off, and he's like, nah, I'm good. I like hanging out. I'm like, go home. You have a girlfriend. We do this because we don't have girlfriends. You're doing this backwards. You're going to lose your girlfriend for comedy. <laughs> it's not a fair trade. Anyway, nobody ever asks, like, did you ever have a pleasant time while bombing? Because it doesn't, that's not a fun story. It doesn't get the clicks. Uh, so if I have a bad set and you come up after the show and you go, there, there, it wasn't that bad, and you pat me on the back, you'll need to take a shower and cut off your hand because my, ba my back is usually sweaty. And sometimes in the middle of the show, you can feel it rolling down that, the spine indent, you know, and uh, just the bobsled track in your in your in in between your shoulder blades, all the way down to your pants and into your butt crack. You you know, depending on how bad the bomb is going, you can feel it. And it doesn't matter if the bomb is seven minutes or fifty five. That is a that is. I don't know what the <laughs> what does nature think that that's gonna save me from. Um. Yeah, what does a sweaty back do? A predator is does, is it think I'm gonna get attacked from behind? Like they're gonna grab, they're gonna pull the cane out and pull me off stage, but it's it just can't get a grip because of my back is all sweaty. I'm not sure what the fight or flight response is there, but this show was so great. I just I just stood in it. I stuck my chest out. I was like, I'm not letting these people at a free comedy show in a pizza joint in a shit town tear me down. There were tents on the sidewalk in the parking lot. There was a fight breaking out in the Taco Bell parking lot. But as I'm driving in, I'm like, hey, none of my business. And at first I was like, hell yeah, I made the right call by not promoting this show. I don't want anyone to know I'm here. But then I was like, nobody knows I'm here. Uh... Which is a bad thing, because one of these tweakers tries to rob me in the parking lot when I get to my car. I go missing. I'm fucked. Nobody, nobody knows to look for me. I've been watching a lot of these, like, hiking disaster videos or just, you know, I don't know, whatever whatever you call them. Um... And they're all like... Communicate with people. You know, this one guy, poor guy, he got, uh, he, he, he went on a hike in the winter and like, uh, you know, there, he's like hiking for three months straight and, uh, he left it, left it. And his friend was like, dude, don't do it. Bad conditions. And he goes, fuck you. I'm fine. And he goes, look, if, if you don't go missing, if I don't hear from you in 10 days, I'm coming for you. And the guy didn't. And the guy was like writing in his journal, like, I hope that guy comes looking for me because I'm fucked. And, uh, uh, spoiler alert, did not find him. Comedy slash bar. Okay. Um, trying to handle business and get 
shit done. I got nothing to do today. I was gonna. I usually put this out on Wednesdays or record it on Wednesdays and just put it out immediately. But I just had literally nothing to do, so I was like, I guess I'll talk to my friends. But anyway, these tweakers, you know, they're going to put a note on my windshield, and then as I get out to grab it, they kidnap you. That's how it works on TikTok. Joke's on you, rapists. I never read the parking tickets anyway. Also, I've been very gassy lately, so I don't think they'd have a lot of fun down there. But the host of this show was the infamous Big Funny, a comedian named Travis Simmons, who was more established and older as a comedian, but not necessarily like he was a headliner. Some places would headline him, but not he just had like tenure and he would do good. But it wasn't. It's uh, it's hard to explain. He's just a character. He just tells Red Fox jokes and does impressions and and um and boy, he will corner you and tell you the same Phyllis Diller advice every every. I'm like, this is the same lecture you gave me 15 years ago. I I like the quotes. They're good quotes. It's fine. It's just a little, you know. Leave me alone. I'm I'm 15 years into comedy. I think I I don't need a mentor necessarily you know in this direction i'm not I'm not past i pat you know no one's past anybody i'm doing my i'm doing things that you're not so we, we can't have conversations about comedy really he goes uh, how's things i'm like oh you know i'm getting ready to film my third comedy special oh well not quite red fox is 45 i'm like well yeah Guess, guess I'm not a Red Fox, but I'll settle for Andrew Rivers. Um, but he would wear the same, not Red Fox, but the big funny. He would wear the same black t-shirt every day with, with they are one and the same, with white letters. I would look up the time they died and see if he was reincarnated. The big white letters on his t-shirt and just say, it just says the big funny. And his closet must have looked like Doug Funny or Ronald McDonald or just most insecure fat guys. Just one oversized t-shirt to rule them all. I don't know if he had multiples made or rotated. All I, is, all I know is he wore that shirt every time for years. And then this time he had a different t-shirt on. So I guess you can teach an old road dog new tricks like laundry. Uh, but he's sweet fella. He means well. Maybe an example of marijuana gone too far. But he's still around, putting on some comedy shows, I guess. And he was at this show. I don't know. You know, I don't know. He's uh. But before I went to this pizza gig, I saw they put him on the flyer, and they go, um, he's not doing much time. Whatever. Oh, before that, okay. Before I go to this pizza gig, I see a video online. I'm watching random podcasts, Tom Segura, his Your Mom's House podcast, and he's saying something pretty insightful, which is impressive. <laughs> he doesn't seem like a, you know, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. I don't like slow joke tellers. Like, if it's going to be a two-minute setup for a week payoff, I'm not that interested. That's why when you watch me... Weak payoff, but 12-second setup. 
I'm going to fire 100 jokes at you, and you're bound to like one of them. And uh, anyway, uh, Tom was talking on his very successful podcast, Notice the Difference, about the difference between an entertainer and a comedian. And it's kind of what I'm like writing the, the book about, right? Find your voice and know who you are and trust your swing and be yourself. And uh, it's like a comedy advice book. And uh, so this is his theory, right? An entertainer goes out and tries to make everyone happy. But a comedian is a specific type of artist. Like if it's not going well, the comedian can't just switch it up. Go, I'll try some one-liners and impressions. Like if you came to that show and you don't like it, it's your fault. Do you show up to Tim McGraw and get mad if he's not a rap concert? Like... I get that both of their fans are screaming the N-word a lot at their shows, but I can see how there might be some confusion. But is is that Tim McGraw's fault? No. He's not a bad musician. You're a bad audience member. And so I knew this pizza place wasn't going to be my favorite show of the year, but he offered me a great chunk of money, right? He, he, he's, he says, what's your... Pr-? I go, God, I love the door. And he goes, just give me a flat rate. And I go, 750? He goes, easy. I go... Well, shit. What are other people asking for? Is comedy is comedy pay finally uh, caught up? I, I said, maybe you can teach an old dog new tricks, like uh, not burning the light, right? Because uh, he says, like, Travis is hosting. And I thought, he's you know, he's not going to do much time, but I'm like, all right, I'll believe it when I see it. But I thought, you know, whatever, easy two-man show, we'll, we'll suffer together. I, I get my opener, and uh, Travis does his 10 to 15, and then, and then check this out. There were seven guest sets, seven guest sets, an MC, a feature, me, 10 total comedians. I was the 10th comedian on stage. And I got on stage after the show had been going for 90 minutes. And not, by the way, oh shoot, I forgot. I booked five comics and then I emailed five more because I didn't remember that. I My mistake. He was like throwing people on stage that didn't even plan. He was pulling people out of the crowd like Price is Right. This one guy's opening line was like, shit, I didn't know I was going to be up here tonight. And I am forgiving of the struggle to get stage time as an aspiring comedian. I really am. But you can't put people on stage that are not prepared. One time I used to show up to this comedy club up the street from my house. And they were holding a roast of this comedian who I barely knew, Sean Audie. And the club goes, hey, Andrew, you want to go on stage and do time? And I'm like, sure. And this is a roast. This is like his going away party, right? This is like, it's not a stand-up show. Like, go up and tell some of your bad jokes. This is like, you were supposed to write some jokes specifically for this event. And I just was in the back for five minutes going like, all right, I'll go up. So I wrote a couple bits or whatever. And, uh, and I, I was trying to roast. I don't know. You know, I feel bad. I just made some joke like, hey, don't fuck your kids. And uh, like that's that is what a joke kind of is. But you got to dress it up. You got to take the audience on. Um, you can't just go up there and be like, hey, Sean, how old are your kids? All right. 
Don't fuck them. <laughs> and, uh, and then I got off. They were like, okay. And they were like lighting me quickly. Like, all right, please, we, this, why did we do this? Uh, they're supposed to save me from myself, but again, people that make bad decisions are the people that hire you. So, uh, anyway, the average comedy show is supposed to be 90 minutes total, but I'm on stage watching people yawn and leave and look at their phone. And, but I, but the whole time I'm up there, I'm proud. I'm like chest out. I'm delivering the bits, knowing the silence was coming. I was like, this is not my fault. I'm not taking the blame for this. I refuse You know, maybe that Tom Segura video was in my head the whole time. I'm like, I know Tom. And this is what this is exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> These people came to see country music and I'm playing a harmonica and it's close. They're grooving every once in a while, but it's not it's not their favorite. An impartial jury of my peers would agree with me or they'd be like, I could have got him. Every comic thinks, you know, they're watching somebody struggle and they're like, let me at him. I can get him. I can turn this crowd. He's guilty. That crowd was perfectly willing to laugh. He was just a hack. But I got off stage, no back sweat. Not tripping. The guy pays me in cash as soon as I get off stage. I love that. I was worried he was going to be like, oh, geez. They did say something like, the host says like, wow, your feature only did 10 minutes. And I'm like, Dude, it's 90 minutes. It's it's at 90 minutes right now. Like, I need to get on stage if I have a chance of this going well. But anyway, I ran to my merch on the other room. No, Nobody bought anything. One guy came over to tell my opener he was the best and then left. And he was like, you were good too. You were great. But this guy, and I'm like, no, I get it. <laughs> I didn't think I was good. So if you did, I would be questioning your ability to drive home right now. But I was excited about not using my notes at all. I'm trying to get ready for my special taping in August at the Comedy Bar in Seattle on Capitol Hill. You're welcome to come if you'd like to. I'm going to put a promo code podcast. Any event I ever do, promo code podcast, that'll get you half off tickets. I'm not going to make it, but you'll have to email me and say, you forgot to make this code active. Well, I say a lot of things. But... Uh, yeah, I'm nervous for this uh, special taping, and uh, it's the first one I've, like, filmed on purpose. The dry barn one I didn't know was going to be a big deal. And then the next one was on purpose, but still a little bit, like, thrown together last minute, COVID. We filmed it the first week we were allowed full-size audiences, and I hadn't really done the set in a row. I'd kind of, like, stapled together chunks, like, here's 30 old minutes, and here's 30 minutes of post-COVID material. So the whole, it didn't have the flow I really thought would be, you know, I didn't have the time to like make it my art. But this one, expectations, okay? Every clip I have, you know, gets millions of views. But if this one flops, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be in a bad place. I had that feeling last time when I, when one of the, like in the process of recording, like, ah, geez, what if it flops and then I'm still sending bookers old videos? Like, I got millions of views from eight years ago and a different haircut and less sadness in my eyes. 
So I'll be doing comedy slash bar August 4th and 5th, right up the street from Dick's. So come get some Dick's, and then let's grab lunch. I have a lot of female friends because they put me there. Great line from the dry bar special. But I like I like being friends with hot girls. It's like opposition research. <laughs> I should use it to my advantage, but it just makes me think that all women are crazy. Um but you're but like I'm so deep in the friend zone with some of these girls that they text me like it's a girl. Like, you're in group chats, you're in whatever, and then they you learn all their petty moves. And you go, oh, cool, look out for that, and that's what that means, and oh, this is the emotion that, you know. And it should make me a more skilled, but it just makes me go, this is not the sport. <laughs> this is not, not that I'm going to go gay. Uh, I'd get laid a lot. I'd, I'd, you know, selling dick pics on OnlyFans like a madman. Uh but, um, you know, maybe I should be gay. Maybe I was born gay, but I just don't know it. I don't know. But um, but anyway, it just makes me go, these, these broads are crazy. And, you know, if I didn't know anybody, I'd be, I, like, that's the thing. It's like I'd be, I, I, I empathize with the guys on the other side of it where I'm like, man, that guy's got to be going through it right now. And I wish I could text him and be like, it's not you, bro. <laughs> it's nothing to do with you because I know like if I didn't develop this friend first relationship with them it, w I, it would be me on the other side going like man this is brutal I don't understand her and now I'm like oh you know I feel bad for the guy she told me she was this girl was trying to make her some guy jealous and she asked AI to generate an image of flowers on her car Presumably so she could send it. Like, oh my God, someone just put this on my car. How sweet. And so I made fun of her because that's what I do. Uh, which is why a lot of women don't want to date me because I will make, I just, uh, look, this is what you're signing up for. Am I a bad boyfriend or did you just choose wrong? <laughs> you wanted Tim McGraw and I'm uh. Uh, 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 I can see his face. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Ah, uh, man, that took too long to deliver that. Um, oh, we got a pickup truck and we go on the lake and we're fishing and, and I'm over here like, oh, ding, 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 ding. You like my jokes? And you're like, fucking annoying. But anyway, so I made fun of her. Like, I think that's a good friend thing to do. It's, you know, she's like, don't judge me. I'm in therapy. I thought this was a safe space. I'm like, first of all, you've been in therapy for one week. <laughs> also, I doubt you brought up the mind games you're trying to pull with your therapist. Right? The therapist is only as good as you, right? <laughs> if you were telling your therapist the truth, they would quit. Therapy only works if you try, right? You can't just show up and be like, hey, now that I've lied down for an hour, I feel so much better. Turns out all I needed was a nap. You have to tell your therapist the truth so that they can work. 
if you're like, and then he stabbed me. And it's like, the police said you stabbed him. Oh, well, minor details. <laughs> How are we going to work on stuff if you don't? I'm craving like McDonald's or like I've been trying to not eat out. Um, <laughs> that's why I'm single, folks. Buzzing. I uh, would love to eat out. But, uh, you know, uh, you got to earn it. I got to earn it, too. We got to earn it. 50-50. Come on. I know you want to. I know you. I know you miss me. I know you think about me. I'm here. You just, you just got to call me. Talking to you, Cairo, or Tiffany, or <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic. Um, yeah, your therapist is not like, yeah, I think I, yeah, we covered that. <laughs> you can't just lie to your therapist and be like, I'm doing so much better. I haven't had any outbursts at all. Why are you even in therapy? I don't know. I should just leave. It's court ordered, but I'm doing fine. So I think, I think I'd be a good therapist. I am that stable person to a lot of my friends. I'm proud of that. I try to love without expectation. I try to be a friend without expectation. I don't, want to, I don't need them to give it back to me. I think I've got a stable... I mean, I can bomb for 55 minutes at a pizza joint where everyone hates me and sleep like a baby. Like, I'm good. That's actually probably a sign of a bigger problem. But that, in my mind, <laughs> that's just society trying to take me down because they're jealous that I'm good. But anyway. Yes, your friends, it is a safe space, but also your friends are the first people to throw you an intervention, right? Throw. I don't know if throw is the right verb. Is that the... Set up an intervention. It's like a birthday party. You coming to Jackie's intervention? Is there going to be booze? Uh, do you throw someone an intervention? Do you? Yeah, I guess John Mulaney had someone. They his friends hired a mediator or whatever. I don't know. I guess <laughs> it'd be like stop drinking. Yeah, you're right. All right. Well, cool. Do you want to watch the game or something? Sure, I got some beers in the fridge. Let's go. But uh, anyway, so this crazy, crazy broad, a couple minutes later, she goes, she tells me the story. I was chatting with this guy, and I was not being flirty at all, but he said to me, before this goes any further, I got to let you know, I don't think we can be a couple because I don't date coworkers. So now she's texting me, and she's like, can you believe the nerve of this guy? Like, I wasn't even hitting on him. It's just being nice. He rejected me before I could even reject him. That's fucked up. Mind games. What kind of mind games is he trying to pull on me because it's making me want him? And now I'm, I feel like I'm curious. Like, I didn't want him before. I'm like, maybe that's my problem. I don't play any mind games. And I'm like, that would never work for me. I'd be like, just so you know... We have, <laughs> you live next to, I don't know what would be the deal breaker. <laughs> we, uh, 
just so you know, all my friends think you're crazy, so I don't date psycho bitches. Uh, she like, cool. Hey, look, I don't date co... Yeah, I guess co- I could use the same example twice. I don't date co-workers. Yeah, cool with me. Anyway. No, no... I don't think I've... Well, that's not true. I reject people a lot that... You know, again, there are, I, I say it like I'm an... You know, again... <laughs> I'm a... I'm not the incel. I'm the... I'm the... What's the purposeful cell? Inadvertent... What is incel? Involuntarily, I'm Vosel. Uh, you know, the people that hit on me, I'm like, all right, get out of town. Um, obviously, you're attracted to me, and that's a red flag. Can't have it. Bitches be all up in these DMs. Don't let me... <laughs> don't let me... Don't let me fool you. So I go, she's going, nah, can you believe this mind games is trying to pull? Why do guys act like that? I go, hey, can you give me his Instagram so I can send him a DM and let him know that he dodged a bullet because you are fucking crazy. I'm still kind of working out the set list for this uh, um, special here, but I, I saw, this was like why I was excited about it because I was like, I think I've got, I've, I threw in a couple new bits. The rap stuff seems to work fun. It fits. It makes the, you know, if, if you're, it feels like you're building a puzzle, but you don't have a box to look at. I wish I had a box to look out. Ladies, um, I wish, uh, you know, you're putting a puzzle together, but you don't, you don't know what the puzzle looks like. So you're like, maybe this is a horse. And then you put it together and you're like, that doesn't fit over there. And then, you get another piece and you go, but you're also inventing the pieces, kind of. This is a weird analogy. You're building a set list, but you're doing it one joke at a time and you don't know where the jokes are coming from. And it's kind of on a timer. It's not like you're writing about a specific event. You're just going, it's been two years. Let's get, you know, I can't do 60 minutes of dating jokes. So I got to start my next 20 minutes of weed jokes before I. I got to put out these 20 minutes of weed jokes before I put out the other weed jokes. Anyway. So I got the jokes. Everything's going. At the, I'm, I'm, I, I got it set, I think. And there's two months left. So it feels like it's like tomorrow. But I, but I know that there's like... There's, there's going to be a banger like a month before. And I'm going to try and throw it in. Uh, but I'm excited to see... The evolution, because this is going to be the most like documented writing process that I'll ever have. I want to show more behind the scenes content. I want to. I didn't get a haircut from the last one to this one, right? So I want to show it. Like, you know, I want to find the first time I told each joke on video, and then you can see the like where the hair was, right? <laughs> So, um, you know, and then I edited a special together of just those clips, like the bare bones of the comedy special, right? And then you'll see the hair length on each joke change, and uh, I think that'll be kind of interesting to me. 
And um, um, I did rob my piggy bank for a couple old jokes, so that'll be fun too because there'll be like, here's one with short hair. Um, but I got a lot of cool ideas. I think the jokes are really good. Hopefully they all stand alone. It's going to be hard to, I feel like it's going to be harder to, it'll be easier and harder to clip because there's more, there's a little more of a through line in certain parts where like, does that, does that make sense on its own? Like if it gets a laugh, does the audience know any better? I don't know. We're going to do a lot of experimentation. I got a lot of ideas and, uh... Tickets will be on sale soon, probably like next week. I want to put these out two months in advance because I am anxious. I want to, if I comp it out, uh, I don't know. You just want people there. You're like, I can... <laughs> uh, the show will be fine. I just got to get the audience. So, uh, anyway, that's it. That's my little podcast update. Not very joke-heavy this week. I think that, you know, as as I was, like, going through it, I thought, like, the friend zone thing, that's a fun angle, too. We'll have to explore that another time. Um, I do have some, like, friend zone jokes. That'll be interesting, too. Maybe that needs to segment there or keep the, you know, save those for the next special. Who knows, baby? Uh, but I, when I bombed at the pizza place, it was 55 minutes. Now five of that, maybe two and a half is like merch pitch. And uh, But then you got to go, maybe add five minutes for laughter? <laughs> Over the course of an hour, laughter's got to take up a couple minutes. But uh, that's why this podcast is so short. Cut out the laughter, baby. Uh, thanks for listening, subscribing, uh uh god i hate ending this i gotta come up with like a slogan or like a bazinga you know i gotta get an outro i gotta get a musical i gotta get ding 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 and thanks for listening with andrew